Good morning. Good morning, man. I'm glad we got this going. Yeah, no kidding, right? We're sitting here trying to figure out how this, how to make all of this work crazy. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, everybody. Um, you're jumping in on the Java chat. And I have a special guest, somebody I highly respect because of his creativity and his ability to come up with some really cool content online that uh, I just love. I love watching his stuff. I mean, dude, you come up with good stuff. Let me, let me just say that right out the gate. Um, it's not, it's not the conventional, what you would normally expect people to quote unquote produce. Uh, it's not the normal. Um, it's just not the normal content period. And yet it's really engaging. You always got something really cool to say, really good stuff. It's really good. Uh, um, what's the word? I want to use content over and over. Just, you know, the, the less than average vocabulary keeps coming up, but you, <laughs> you come up with great stuff to think about philosoph philosophically as well. Um, you know, I just, I really enjoy hanging out with you. So, so for those of you that are wondering who this is that I have online, cause I said this yesterday, I got a guy and I wasn't kidding. I got a guy. This is the guy. This is the guy that I got. And his name is Devin. Um, Devin, I, I, again, thank you brother for coming and hanging out with me for a little while just to kind of talk about um, content creation, what it means, what it is, and, you know, maybe some, um, some thoughts on the process of how to come up with stuff. Um, I really appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you thinking of me to have me on here, man. And, and honestly, the kind words right there, good stuff. I appreciate that. The, you know, uh, it's funny because I take it for granted just making stuff. I've been doing it for so long. So to hear an outside perspective, even though we talk all the time, here and outside yeah. perspective, give me some, you know, some kind words on that. Pretty, I don't well, know. And, and they're, and they're <laughs> truly sincere. They really are. I, I mean, the, the idea of, cause like on a daily basis, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out what to come up with next. I'm just now getting used to Instagram. Um, podcasting is still fairly new to me um, only because it's easier. It's audible. And, <clears throat> you know, people can listen to this stuff wherever, whenever, you know, they might be working and they can listen to some of this, um, they don't have to sit there and watch a YouTube video. Of course, that's my next project I'll have to get on. And that's one of the reasons I follow you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Devin, do me a favor and uh, take a few minutes, please. Uh, share a little bit of who you are, uh, your background. Uh, you know, the, the fact that you have had entrepreneurship in your family, um, how you started coming up with the idea to create content and what it means just what it means in general, <clears throat> not necessarily for business, but what it means to, to create good content that's engaging. And then we can start talking about the business stuff after. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll stick to content right now and I can move into the business stuff, I guess, later on. But as far yeah. as content goes, um, I think the first, I mean, so I've always done like random stuff. It's funny when I think back, cause my mom makes jokes cause like uh, about me, cause when I was a little kid, I just never slept. I don't know why I just never liked sleeping. I think it's because my dad, he worked a graveyard back in the day before he, before he changed professions, he was working in a camp factory. So he would leave uh -huh. on graveyard shift or swing shift or whatever he was working. And I would just stay up late either when he left or when he got home. So right. I was there at like four in the morning, like watching infomercials. My mom would, would laugh because I would just repeat the infomercials over and over and over. And like, I was always <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, right. as far as creation, I started playing saxophone when I was 10 years old. Um, I bought my first like two CDs as far as music goes when I was 10 years old. And I think that I always listened to music growing up, but like those are my first like actual 
personal dabbles in it where I was the one choosing what was happening. Right. I started playing guitar when I was in junior high. And then also in junior high, I was, uh, I started editing videos because I was a skateboarder and I wanted yeah. to get sponsored. So I was editing uh, videos back then off of tape. I was uploading to my computer. Um, from the computer, I was like literally exporting back onto like an act, like a mini DV tape, like actual camera tape. And then from wow. that little mini DV tape, I was using Adobe back then too, which is crazy. I was using it almost, I was using it. 15 like years ago 16 years ago um, adobe's been around like forever bro <laughs> yeah it's crazy it but, is. Uh, i uh i would export onto that tape i would take that camera with a little tape in it with some rca cables hook it up to my vcr get a vhs right. tape record my skate right. video that i uh you know had edited put it on uh -huh. the vhs and i would have my mom drive me around if i wasn't going to skate around to different right. skate shops and literally try to like hustle that tape to get free gear. Uh -huh. And then I've done that same thing with like music with uh, my other like endeavors too, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I think I kind of do that with work now too, for a little bit. Like I, I always try and hustle my content out. as like proof of concept to be like, Hey, this is what I can do. And uh, uh -huh. try to find the right people to hopefully have some type of exchange, you know, you know, that's, 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 that's one of the cool things I enjoy about what you do create on your content is it, it's, it doesn't seem like you're hustling. It seems like you're just creating and producing, period. And I've, I've known you to be this way, that you know, you're out there, you're, you're making content for, for a purpose. Other than, other than you are just the guy that you are, uh, you know, that, that can come up with good stuff. But there's a purpose behind what you do. And, and if, if people are paying attention they can see that. I mean, the, the fact that you were able to hustle your skateboard videos and you were hustling your music, by the way, um, one of these days we're going to have to sit down and talk about music. Cause I was a musician for 15 years professionally. Oh, there you so, go. I think I remember yeah. that once we never got around to it. We, we, we weren't, we weren't able to, and it was, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, both our lives are quite busy. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I ever said it. I actually do have a published song on, Google Play and iTunes. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, it, trust me, dude. It was like a shot in the dark. It was a it was a religious song for uh, the church organization I belonged to. They they at first they wanted it, and then afterwards it was kind of like I, I guess time had passed or something, and so we just published it as a single. Um, and it's not very well produced. I mean, it was it was it was the best I could do on short notice. It's nothing like what I'm used to doing because I used to do production work back in Hawaii. But again, going back to creating content and, and if people were really producing with intent rather than just producing. And this leads me to one of the questions that as far as wanting your opinion, um, avid follower of Gary Vaynerchuk um, who talks about documenting um, versus trying to produce something, which again, you don't necessarily produce quote unquote, you do produce, you produce great content, but it's, it's more of, you're a creative producer, not just producing because, and yet you always have a, you have a process of thought behind that. Can you share that a little bit? How you, how you, how you come up with that or how did you come up with that? Yeah. So I always had this. So before I had, I don't have like a big following. I always consider myself like a D level, C level internet person. Cause I have enough following to where it helps me out, but I don't have enough to where I can just create content full time for myself yet. Right. You know, right. <laughs> At some right, point, right. but, um, but even before I had that following, I always told everybody that like, I don't necessarily 
believe full on in niche, at least not for the long term. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you're selling product and everything like that, like in like a certain space, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense because you, you have to stick, like if you're in the consumer package goods space and you mm-hmm. sell, um, you know, Cheetos, Cheetos, they kind of have a niche. They have a yeah, demographic, they but they have a niche. They yeah, have the consumer do. package goods space, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as far as people go, whether you're advertising yourself and you're an entrepreneur and you are a one man show or, you know, whatever it goes as, as far as humans go, I think people try to think that they need to find a niche. And like, I just disagree with that. I don't, I'm not saying people are wrong for thinking that like some people do very well, uh-huh. you know, with their process. But for me personally, I feel like if you were going to have a quote unquote niche, I feel like it should be you. And I've, and I've said that on like Facebook posts, maybe I'll pull one You've up. You've said and that numerous it. times. Yes, you have very much. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like the, the reason some of my content comes across all right is because I do document, but, but, and, yeah, but the way that I, I create is more so, uh, it's, it's really just based around me. Like, I, I, it's either based around. That was odd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, all of a sudden you were gone and I started talking and I looked down and I'm like, oh, Anchor decided to go ahead and end that section. So we're going to have to pick up from where we were. <laughs> all right, no worries, no worries. Do I, do, where do I start off from then? Uh, let's see. Uh, you were talking about um, if you're going to niche into something, you niche into you first oh, uh, yeah. when you're creating content. So, yeah. So, like, you're, you're going to be the hub of it. So, like, whether you're showing your day or you just want to talk yeah. about what you're, ta- what, what you're feeling, I feel mm-hmm. like people have the wrong approach, right? So, like, it's not about telling people you have a busy day. It's about showing people your day. It's not about telling people you're an expert in real estate. It's about talking about something in real estate that you're very passionate about and showing the depth mm-hmm. of your opinion rather than just saying, Hey, I'm a real estate expert, not so much selling, right. but more so, um, I guess showing that you're a problem solver or that you're a normal person before mm-hmm. you try to come off and push yourself to get more followers or push yourself to sell more, more, uh, you know, whatever, whatever your product may be. Right. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. It just, revol- well, that, that, goes, just does that, that yeah. kind of goes back to the, know you like you trust you modem if 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 i may um where people aren't just going to go for your stuff you know whatever your stuff is uh out the gate if they if they have no freaking clue who the hell you are um i i think i think that speaks greatly to the to what you're talking about is people gotta know you as the niche they gotta know you as the as the i guess the the personal brand it starts there does that make sense yeah yeah, 100%. I, th- I think Gary V said it best. And I kind of felt this way, but I didn't know how to say it. And he just kind of put it more simple. It's more uh, about like psychograph than it is demographic. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes. I remember him saying this. Yes. Yeah. And I, like, I've always kind of done that just naturally. So I think yeah, that's you best have. to explain it. Well, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why it's easy to watch what you produce. I mean, of course, whenever I get a chance to see you live or if I get to watch any of your stuff, we're both extremely busy. But when I do get to watch, it's enjoyable because I know I get to watch you talking about whatever, and you're not you're not just talking about it as a as a uh, subject professional. You're talking about it as you, and and it, and that makes it to me more engaging, more enjoyable because I'm not listening to some guy drone on about you know whatever uh, the, the subject of the day. I'm listening to someone actually talk about life. And, and amazingly enough, as social humans as we are, I think that is much more interesting than sitting there trying to listen to someone establish themselves as a quote-unquote expert. I get it. There are guys out there that have tons of expertise, 
but if if they're creating content just a based based on that is that real value i mean i'd love your opinion on that one too if you don't mind um but is is it really value when you're just offering your expertise <clears throat> and are you really going to get any actual engagement other than somebody specifically searching for that piece of information? Yeah. So I, like, are you talking about in like a business sense, for example, or any type of sense, right? Like, any sense, any sense. It doesn't matter. I mean, so you could be a subject matter expert on skateboarding, but that's true. You know, I mean, um, my personal opinion, uh, as far as that, like, I think it's kind of like, um, even if we're not talking about business, I almost think of it from like a business perspective. There's always going to mm -hmm. be someone that they can get the same thing from sure. but for maybe a lot shorter, a lot quicker. Yeah. So like, I feel like if, if people subject matter is only based around their expertise, like there's going to be someone else that comes along that knows more. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then also it's like people, if you're just kind of like a, an Oracle for a particular like subject matter, I feel like people will, that, that just gets boring for them eventually. At some point, nobody's going to want to try to solve their problem for the day. You know, sometimes Inevitably. people want to relate with somebody or they're going to yeah. want to watch something entertaining or whatever yes. it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, um, I was just watching something this morning. Um, Nathan Fraser, who's a, a very, he's an amazing copywriter and he, he does sales copy for email marketing campaigns and he's got his podcast as well. And he had a subject matter expert on this morning. Now, if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't know Nathan to be the sarcastic, I honestly think we only have 10 minutes at a time to do this. Where did we get cut off? I don't, I don't even know where we dropped off. Um, you were talking about, um, and you had just responded to, uh, to me talking about the content and the psychograph and uh, that subject matter being uh, how it gets boring after a little while. Wow. So to, to just jump on to, I'll, I'll, I'll shorten out what I was, what took me so long to get through before I realized we were cut off again. <laughs> um, what, what I had dug into and I, and I had asked the question was um, if there's a way this goes to of course you being around your father, who's been in and around business, business development, learning what you learned from him. What are some of the things that you think a business ought to consider when creating content? Now, and I, I, this is going to seem kind of very broad spectrum, but from the soloist to, I'd, I'd say just as far as the mid-sized businesses, the enterprise businesses, it gets tough. Yeah. Because then they have to pick one face for this whole huge behemoth. And that's not easy. Um, as an example, real quick, before, before I let you answer, eSurance just recently finally, finally realized social media is where they're going to have to play in order to get a hold of millennials. Um, Gary's book, Crushing It, sh showcases one young lady who's been doing that for quite a while. The old guys with the cigars that sit up in the ivory tower finally figured out we're going to have to follow her, and they hired Dennis Quaid. Hmm. I like him. He's, an, he's a good guy, good persona. Yeah. Um, but is that, really, is that really the persona of the company? So, so from small, in your, in your opinion, from small, the solo guy, to maybe a mid-sized business, you know, something that only has, you know, eight or 10 people as employees, um, but doing decently well. What kind of things are they needing to consider when creating content that will be engaging and, and really get some traction in people's minds? Or is it the mind only that they should be after? So, so first, before the, even past that, I think it just depends on one of the main things is 
who are they trying to approach, right? So like, let's say a business that's mm-hmm. the size of eight mm-hmm. to nine people, are they right. selling straight to consumer? Do they have, are they like a t-shirt company? Right. Uh, what, you know, what are they? Um, the sure. other half would be, are they in the B2B space? Some of those eight to nine people companies are bringing in mm-hmm. five, 10, mm-hmm. $50 million a year because they're software development right. companies. You know what I mean? So yep. either way, so there, there's two different directions we can go if we go into that. But I, my personal opinion is mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. just, if you like documenting the growth of that company, the beginning stages of that is super, super, super interesting. And it gives whoever you're selling to, even if it's consumers or in the B2B space, a little bit more of a human perspective to be comfortable with who they're working with. Right. So let's right. just, I, I like talking B2B space. I think the consumer space is a little bit different. Um, yeah, it's, I just, it is. It's, I'll agree with uh, you completely. The B two B, yeah, the B two B states. I, I like making reference to. You. So this, let's just say we're talking about an eight to nine person sure. company. Sure, sure. I think documenting the size of the company, showing who your employees are, like internal branding, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people mm-hmm. would say, why? Why would a company care about that? I don't necessarily think it's a company that's going to care about that off the bat. The decision maker who sees those that content's not going to be like, oh, I definitely want to work with these people now. But he's also not going to recognize what he's watching right the main thing right. is when you get in front of those people when you get into contact with them mm-hmm. literally like when it's you and them that's going to be where you're not necessarily selling but you're trying to be a problem solver right there's no there's no human aspect there it's literally just can you do this job yes mm-hmm. or no okay mm-hmm. so what are we going to pay there's it's right. it's very clear cut so yeah. beforehand if you can get them to trust you with the content that you've created where you're saying oh look at these guys really work these guys do this. These guys do that. Oh, that's Jason. He's an account manager at mm-hmm. Virginia mm-hmm. or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. That kind of stuff I feel like is, it's pretty simple to think of, but it's, it's, I think that's the best type of content you can create if you don't have enough bandwidth to be putting out, you know, hundred thousand dollars worth of advertising a month and making right. all these infographs and all this stuff. If you can only right. create one piece of content, document what's going on in your business. Yeah, no, totally agree. And and this is one of the things that I've been doing with some of my B2B clients. Um, for those of you that know, I'm invested, I'm invested in an, a whiskey company, which by the way, Devin, the next time you get up here, we're sharing some, don't forget to Definitely. call me. Um, cause, cause I got like, I got a vodka, an aged whiskey, a reserve whiskey and a white rye that I want you to try it. I want your opinion. We'll, we'll do that one live. Um, stuff's phenomenal. Dude, I have yet to get a hangover from this stuff and I'm not a big drinker. So it's like, what? Anyway, um, yeah, right. I, I think that if businesses did pay more attention to exactly what you just said, showing the internal, there's the brand, there is the content where everybody else will go, well, I like Lisa. Lisa's pretty cool. I kind of relate to her. I think she's pretty neat. I like her perspective and I dig that. And the next guy would be like, yeah, but I like Brian better. He's a little more sarcastic or a little more, you know, wry humor or blah, blah, blah. Um, Andy Frisella, he does that a lot with his own team and at first form. He'll go through and he'll he'll do short stories on Instagram. And the content he produces, he'll show his employees. He did one where they actually have to, I don't know if you know this, but their employees actually have to sing. <clears throat> New employees have to sing their anthem at first form. <laughs> and some of the stuff they come up with is so hilarious. But it shows you the realness of a company that has a culture that is not just I'm going to work to collect a paycheck and try to be healthy and, and fit. I'm going to some place where I can really enjoy working. What does that do to the consumer? Seriously hilarious how this is working. I'm going to have to ask Anchor what the 
<laughs> you know, you know what we'll do next time is we'll just record it as an audio and then I'll upload it later. Yeah, that'll be um, a, lot, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot more to this story that I don't think I'm getting, but whatever. Um, why don't we wrap it up with this? Your thoughts, because I, I, I everything that you said in the previous recording, I completely agree with internal showing the internal story of a company and allowing that be to be the brand that lives in people's minds and hearts. I actually got into talking about Andy Frisella um, and how he's been showing off his, his employees at first form. Um, your thoughts on going forward, what do you think you're, we should start seeing, should start seeing, whether we do or not, it's obviously a different story, but what do you think we should start seeing coming through from content? Again, um, forgiving the fact that many businesses don't have $100,000 a month to spend on advertising. Maybe they only got 100 bucks a month. But what kind of content should we see in order to be able to effectively produce content for a business? I think that the one that we're going to see more of is kind of like what we had touched on, the internal branding. That's going to be a huge one where they're just you know bringing out mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. in these companies. That's going to mm-hmm. be a huge one. Um, after that, after that, I don't, I don't see video in the B two B space like that growing too much more. I think we're still going to see a lot more advertisements. I think we're still going to yeah. see a lot more quirky people trying to be viral and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then the cliche stuff that you know we see all the time. People just throw a product up there, music, and then it is what it is. I I, I see more as far as like podcasts go. So like, mm. I think this is going to be. The next, not even if it's not necessarily a podcast, sound mm-hmm. bites and maybe yeah. um, little hybrid versions of what a podcast maybe maybe it's a it's, it's an Alexa, um, yeah. What did they call them? I forget. I just bought a dot. Alexa but skills. I mean, like, yeah, there we go. Alexa skills, and then also the I'm little. Uh, oh really? There you go. <laughs> yeah. See, those, what did they do? The little rundowns for the news. You get like a two minute little rundown or a minute and a half yep. rundown. I think yep. things like that. Are going to be the next the next big thing, and it's going to be that's going to be how they're organically going to get in front of people. How they might yeah. they might pay a company to um to basically plug them in on one of those things, or they'll they'll have their own plug in right there. Yeah, um, my personal man, that's that's what's coming. As far as like the big big future, I think in the next three years, maybe sooner, uh, maybe a little bit further, but at least three. I think mm-hmm. that the AR space, augmented reality. I think instead of um, mm-hmm. Content ourselves in situations like you're going to be able to create a scenario you might be able to go and relive michael jordan's last shot against brian russell in the utah jazz when they won the finals right. in 1999. right so that's right my right i i comp- okay so yes agreed all across the board um alexa skills is a lead-in for believe it or not for the smaller entrepreneur it's a lead-in for a funnel even for a regular business it's a lead-in for a oh, funnel no. If you've got somebody brushing their teeth and they get their two half a minute and a half, two minute brief at the end of it saying, Hey, if you want to hear the rest of the story, come listen to my podcast on Spotify. Duh. You got somebody yeah. to listen to you on their commute. Uh, you know, it's, it's a great idea. And then the augmented reality, dude, you and I have to talk about that because there's some serious stuff going on in that realm that marketers just do not appreciate yet. Um, I actually talked, um, I actually talked on a, <clears throat> with the gentleman that's building a, a through platform on virtual reality. <clears throat> and you want to talk about some, some really cool potential situations, amazing stuff. And, and again, original content creation <clears throat> where somebody can actually touch something in AR or VR. 
and all of a sudden a person pops up and actually interacts with them as an AI, not a, you know, and, and then can hand them off to an actual, you know, live thing. There, there's so much coming just within what you just said. I, I totally agree with you. Devin, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate you taking the time, sharing your insights. Um, guys, if you don't know where to find him, he's freaking everywhere. I am Symphony is his name. Yes, sir. You can you can find him on YouTube, what, and and I believe that's the YouTube channel's name, correct? Yeah. Literally every platform is I am Symphony. If you go search it, <laughs> perfect. So Google his name, you'll find him. Follow this guy because the stuff that he produces is amazeballs, as far as I'm concerned. And I really appreciate you, brother, for for hanging out with me. Thank no, you, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right, guys, and that's it for us for Java Chat. It's Coffee with Mike, and I am Symphony, Devin Martinez, hanging out for the, for the morning. Get your game on, y'all. Talk to you soon. Love y'all. Ciao for now.